0: Hi, my name is Carson Cowan investigating what it means to be an adjunct professor in upstate New York. Today we have a very special guest, Peter Murray, a full-time teaching professor at Skidmore College who is helping to shape the future and redefine the role of adjunct professors on Skidmore's campus. Professor Peter Murray has the insights, wisdom, and expertise to share as we explore the evolving role of adjunct professors in upstate New York. To begin our interview, I asked Professor Murray to explain what it took to start the first union for adjunct and contingent faculty on Skidmore's campus.
1: We spent basically four years making the case to our colleagues that the sort of practices that the administration had been um, pursuing weren't going to stop by asking the administration to stop doing them, and so that we actually needed to form a union and get the legal right to change these things. So the one that I have in mind, there's a number of them, but the one that I have in mind in particular is a practice that at Skidmore, they call the Serial Terminal Contract. So a bit of terminology. At Skidmore, they use adjunct the term adjunct just for um, part-time faculty, and then they call non-tenure track faculty who are full-time, but also teaching without the possibility of tenure. So I'm in the latter category. So I'm a full-time Non tenure track professor within philosophy. And I've been here from like since 2015. But um, once I started to get to know the place, one thing I learned was that some of my colleagues had been here for like 25 years without tenure, just being hired from year to year to year. And sometimes finding out in May that they didn't necessarily have a job in September. So long, long story there, but I don't know if the unionization aspect of things is uh, what you're particularly interested in or, or, or what, what's your, what's your kind of particular interest in, in these, in the topic or the subject of adjunct faculty? It really just stems from
0: the treatment and what campuses are doing with their, well, with their money, essentially. So at SUNY Albany, for instance, our tuition is getting higher. Just all the money that the campus is generating and bringing in isn't necessarily going towards faculty. So I'm exploring more so where is it going to, why adjunct professors aren't getting the treatment that they deserve, or the benefits or pay that they deserve, yeah. and what that entails due to students. Yeah, and- so
1: uh, I mean, wages are are one of the central um concerns that we've got, and I think adjunct faculty everywhere um have. Um, at Skidmore, things are actually a little better than at some other places. I don't know what the situation is exactly at uh, UAlbany, but a common um, situation for part-time faculty is they get paid per credit hour or per unit or whatever it happens to be at the particular institution. And it can be as low as like, you know, $1,200, $2,500, something like that. And if you think about six uh, semesters, what, 15 weeks or approximately something like that. So that means, uh, if you get if you're teaching a four credit class <laughs> for for 15 weeks, in the end, you make like uh, maybe six, $7,000. And for a lot of people that live in the upstate area, that's just not enough to really survive on, or as little as like $4,000. That's before taxes. So the issue of of where the money goes, I mean, I think those sort of just questions are best directed to the administration, like, They usually say that the majority of their money goes on salaries, but whose salaries is a different question. Um, So that's often a question that's best answered by the administration as opposed to the adjunct faculty. More specific information about exactly where the money is uh, going and how much of it is going to salaries. I think you can actually get that um, information um, directly from the state.
0: I'm curious, what motivated you to
1: pursue this career path? So I was. this is actually my third um, career. So I was, as an undergrad, uh, Russian Soviet studies major, and I lived and worked in Russia uh, from 1990 to 1995. And then I came back, um, couldn't find a job doing Russia-related stuff at the time. Uh, so I ended up uh, temping at a big public accounting firm called PricewaterhouseCoopers and uh, eventually got hired there and was hired basically to work as a glorified editor and made tons of money. Uh, so I kind of peaked early in my my salary over the course of my life, but it was just kind of uh, soul-sucking. Um, so I didn't enjoy making a bunch of, of money for corporations. To answer your question, it was really this um, experience that I had earlier in my life and kind of like a... a general question about the relationship between thought and language that got me into philosophy. And then teaching, one of the reasons I stuck with it in particular is, um, I don't know, it's a little hard to describe. I mean, uh, it feels like one of the few kind of deeply worthwhile things you can do. So people are trying to figure out the world. And to be able to actually have at least some role in helping them feel like they understand the world better, Um, That is satisfying, at least to to my soul, in a way that making a ton of money never was. So even though I make a lot less money than uh, uh, I did in the past, um, I actually feel much better about the, the work that I do.
0: I began to ask Peter Murray more about his experience teaching at universities in California when he first started out. Then we began to focus on my
1: experiences with adjunct professors as a college student. Do you know, do students in general know who their adjunct professors are and who their tenure track professors are? Like, do they even know what the difference is? For the most part,
0: no. The only reason I decided to like explore this topic was because I started to feel as if some of my professors weren't teaching me the way that i imagined so i started exploring like what kind of training goes into becoming a professor and then that's where i stumbled upon um professionals who come into the teaching field versus tenured professors who are trained into teaching and once i figured out that there's like this sort of division i wanted to raise the issue or just give it give it some sort of voice
1: so we're the professors that were teaching you that you felt weren't teaching you in the way that you expected to be taught were they the adjunct professors or the tenured professors they were the adjunct like what sort of things did they do that you um weren't expecting they would do it was never to the point
0: of unavailability just it just felt like a lack of preparedness or
1: there was just some sort of rush and so did you find um I mean, it sounds, I, I, I suspect, tell me if I'm wrong, maybe you did the, the research to figure this out. It sounds like I bet those people were teaching at a bunch of institutions uh, all at the same time, and they were rushing from institution to institution to teach a class here and a class there. Is that what you found was happening? It was either I found that they were teaching at
0: multiple schools or that they also had other jobs outside yeah. of um,
1: yeah. this um, position. So when the, when the tenured professors are able to teach from your perspective better or be able to give more time, that's because, well, one, it's their only job, uh, and two, they've been doing it for a long time. So this isn't to say that anyone's not, in fact, a good teacher, but it, it's just not a part of the job that you get any training in how to teach. It's actually, people are starting to worry, <laughs> worry about this and actually start to try to make pedagogical instruction part of graduate programs, but by and large, it's just not. I I don't know if you've had time yet to kind of look into historically how um, the proportions have changed. But in, say, like the 1970s, institutions of higher education had about 70% tenured faculty and only 30% non-tenured. So and the only reason they would ever use non-tenured faculty was they have you know this thing sabbatical where you can go off and take some time off your teaching and actually do some research. And so you would bring in a person to replace you in the department just while you're gone doing your research. But that 70% number is, in fact, flip-flopped now. Um, At most schools, it's 70% well, nationally at least. It's about 70% um, uh, adjunct faculty and only 30% tenure-like faculty, uh, in part because it's much cheaper. To pay uh, people part-time than it is to pay a tenured professor that not only usually commands a higher salary but also um, you can't fire unless they do something egregiously wrong.
0: Do you think it's because of like a corporate hierarchy that's being enforced into the academic settings like this sense of capitalism and trying to churn out more profit than investment?
1: Yes, this is directly a result of capitalism. Education is it is an extremely lucrative business. Uh, professors are relatively cheap. And uh, education, people are willing to pay an enormous amount. What would you
0: say the most pressing issues that are facing Agile professors in upstate New York? They
1: need a higher per credit rate. They need a, basically a living wage. So we need to find out how much it costs to live in a particular area. And the minimum per credit hour rate, that at least needs to be indexed to the minimum cost of living in that area. You shouldn't have to be living in your car to teach. They need to be hired earlier, and their employment needs to be secure year over year. So once you put in a certain number of years as a part-time employee, I think you should be converted to a full-time employee. So pressing issues, salary, precarity of employment, and also some um, voice on uh, campus meaning um, somebody who represents your interests and can speak up for those interests um, in the campus community and that's actually why we started our union was exactly those three issues
0: i would like to extend gratitude to professor murray for joining in this conversation about the ever-evolving role of adjunct professors in upstate new york this is carson cowan for hudson mohawk magazine